Hello, my friends. It is Sheena Diane. You know, there's some people who just need more sleep than others, and I think I am definitely one of those people who need more sleep. For about a month, I was going on six hours of sleep because I had just started, um, I launched my new work-at-home mom site, and I was doing that every night until about 12 or 1 in the morning and then I'd go to bed but then I'd have to wake up by 7 to get the girls ready for school and all that stuff. So I was getting 6 to 7 hours of sleep a night and I think it was really starting to affect me because I felt so just not myself and so tired all the time. And so the other night I went to bed at 10 um, and I got 8 hours of sleep and I felt tremendous, like amazing. <clears throat> so last night I tried to go to bed early again, but I ended up getting caught up doing something. So I didn't go to bed until 11, but still I got a little bit more sleep and I do feel better. So I'm wondering if me staying up late every night is actually kind of affecting me. Um, you know, my husband, he is like such, he doesn't have to have eight hours of sleep. He can just wake up and start whistling whenever he wakes up. You know, he's just this kind of guy that can just go on four hours of sleep and be fine. And I know so many people like that. So many people that can just go, go, go and not really need sleep and be fine. I cannot do that. I wish I could, but I absolutely cannot. Like I just feel so zonked, if that's even a word. Um, yeah, I just... It's really hard for me to do that. Sorry, I'm crossing over traffic right now. Um, just dropped off my kids from school. Really excited to see what's going to happen with this new uh, client that I might get. Um, I told you guys about it yesterday, but I got a call from a lady who um, does uh, exchange. She's a, she has an exchange student program. Excuse me. And... Um, we had signed up for it um, to be on the list because when we get a bigger house eventually, we actually would love to do that. That's kind of one of my dreams to be able to foster a, um, a you know, a family from a different country. The ones that she has are from China, but um, I would love that. I think that would be amazing to kind of just introduce uh, my kids to a different culture as well as introduce them to our culture. You know, I, I love it. I think the exchange programs are amazing. Um, so huge advocate for him. So anyway, they called me yesterday and, um, you know, I told her, I was like, no, we don't have the room. You know, we only have a three bedroom house. And, you know, one of the stipulations is they have to have their own bed and their own room. Um, I don't think it necessarily has to be their own room, but they do have to have their own space. Um, so I guess they could share a room, but it has to be so many feet away from the other person or something. So we definitely don't have that. My girls don't even have space as it is. <laughs> So not going to happen. But anyway, she started talking, we started getting to talking and she was asking me, well, what do I do for a living and blah, blah. And I told her that I did marketing and sales and man, it just, she just was like, oh my gosh, really? And so she just started asking me all these questions about marketing and, um, you know, how they don't really have a lot of host families right now and they have more kids and they have families and, you know, they're really trying to get their name out there. And, and so then I was like, well, yeah, I absolutely could help. And um, I was like, I could post on your Facebook page. And then she's like, well, we don't even have a Facebook page. We have the, the corporate page, but not one for us. And I was like, oh, girl, you need a Facebook page for your local community. Come on now. <laughs> so she asked me for a price list, which was kind of odd because I don't, like, I have prices that I charge, but I usually do it on like a, 
as needed. So if you need all of your social media, that's one price if you need. So I wasn't really sure what they needed. So I kind of gave them a general price. And so they haven't gotten back to me, but I'm kind of excited um, to see what's going to happen with that. That would be really awesome if I'd be able to add them into my client base, um, you know, and really kind of go more forward towards the marketing. And it's funny because I was kind of trying to pull away a little bit from marketing and go full force into helping other moms or dads find work at home jobs. But here's what I'm finding with this particular business that I just started. So I am a giver and I have a really hard time asking people for money. That's just me. Uh, if I can help you, you know, I, I would help you for free if I could, you know, if, if it wasn't feeding my, if it wasn't for feeding my family and needing the money, then I would probably do everything for free. But so what happens with my work at home mom site? And this is what I've been finding over and over again. People will contact me and even set up conference calls. I think I've had three so far. But when I start talking to them about mentoring them and helping them through it and finding these jobs, they automatically switch off and like, oh, I only do the free stuff. I only do this. So what I'm finding is this particular niche that I'm cracking into right now. Obviously, the people don't have a lot of money because they're looking for a job, which I get. So that's why my prices were only like $25. Like I didn't want to charge a lot because I knew they didn't have a lot. But apparently $25 is even more than what they're willing to pay because the three that I spoke to, you know, they weren't really interested in my services. They just wanted free advice. Um, so I'm thinking about revamping my Sheena Diane page and just kind of making it about marketing. I mean, that is what I do for a living. So it's not like, you know, but, uh, yeah, I'm thinking about just going full force in marketing and still helping people with the work at home, but doing that on the side, making that where it's not my income. Cause what's going to end up happening is if I completely put all my ducks in that basket and then people don't want to pay me, well then I end up not being able to feed my family. Right. Um, I've had a Patreon for it for a while and only had two patrons. So, um, and one of them was family. So I don't know if that counts, but, um, so I just feel like maybe this is not the niche that I need to be in. Maybe marketing is because that's what I do. And I am very confident in my marketing skills. Um, cause I've been doing it for over 10 years, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about redoing my, my website and making it all about, you know, Sheena Diane marketing. Um, it's, it's going to be very similar to what it is now, except for, um, I'm not going to be really pushing the work at home program. Um, I'll still have my work at home blog. I feel like on there. Cause I know that really does help people. Um, I've actually had a couple of people call me and tell me that they've started their own businesses because of my post. Um, even my husband who is my editor as well, because I ever need editing, uh, Gator Johnny is a wonderful editor. He's been editing my stuff for 10 years. Um, he's the reason why I look so professional. <laughs> I got to give him props because I love to write. I can write as much as possible, you know, but, um, sometimes my grammar, I, I get, I like to type really fast. And so as I'm typing fast, a lot of times my grammar just kind of gets messed up and I have to go back and Johnny's like, what the heck were you trying to say? But thank God for him because otherwise it'd look like a mess of hodgepodge of words. But anyway, um, 
so yeah, I'm thinking about going back in there and just changing it up a little bit, keeping the blog. You know, Johnny's told me that I've helped him tremendously with some of the things that he's wanted to start, like the photography. Um, he's always been a great photographer, and this last post that I posted was about photography, and he was like, there was something about that post that just got me fired up, and I really want to do photography now. So I really feel confident that, that my blog is really where I need to focus instead of trying to make money on the work-at-home mentoring program. Because I don't think like people are really going to pay for it for some reason, which is fine. I mean, I just, that's, you have to, you have to fail to succeed. I truly believe that. But because of that fail, and it's not really a fail because I'm still helping people. I'm just not getting paid for helping people, which, you know, that's fine too. But, um, because of that, it's kind of brought me to a different light. Like, why am I not pushing my marketing skills? I mean, that is what I, I'm a social media marketer. That's what I do for a living. That's what pays my bills. Why am I not pushing that for other companies? I mean, you know, I, I get paid really well at the company that I'm with now, so I don't really think about it, but if I can get paid really well with three other companies, then I will be set, you know what I mean? So I don't know. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I just, I, I guess I'm just kind of always thinking small. I'm always that person that's like, I want to stay in this company forever. And I want to, you know, like I'm that person that just is loyal to one company, but I really shouldn't be because it's not like I have to be. It's not like I have a compete clause or anything, you know, social media marketing is it's, you can do that anywhere for anyone. And, um, it doesn't, you know, doing another company, especially if it's a foster home, it has nothing to do with source link, which is low voltage. So completely different markets. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking about doing. I really think that it's going to help build my brand, even though, um, it's going a little bit of a different direction. I will keep some of my stuff up there, but, um, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that that's probably what I need to do. And I don't know why I didn't think about it before, because like I said, hello, I'm doing social media marketing now. That is my job. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Sometimes we just think about things and you're like, why didn't I think about that? It's an epiphany. But, um, yeah, so I think I'm going to kind of back off on the work at home mom mentoring program, not the content, but just the program. Cause like I said, everybody's just kind of wanting free advice. And I used to give that away all the time. Um, never really bad an eye, but since I wanted to try and make that my new income, I was really trying to, you know, get people to buy my packages and it just wasn't working for that dynamic. So that's where, you know, that's where you have to tweak things. And this is a perfect example, you guys, of putting yourself out there, trying things and them not working. And I'm the first one to admit it's not working, you know, at least, I mean, I know that I'm helping people and that makes me feel so wonderful, but they don't really want to pay for the help, right? They want the help for free, which is fine, but I just can't feed my family on that. So that's where I'm going to have to focus more on something that will feed my family, like marketing. And that's what feeds my family right now. So yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Have a wonderful Thursday. Um, I will probably do my daily dose of encouragement. I've been getting really busy lately and haven't been able to do that, but, um, I will definitely get on that today because I miss my Jesus calling when I don't do it with you guys. It's really, I don't do it at all. And so I really need to take time for Jesus once in a while. So anyway, guys, I will talk to you soon. Sheena, good morning. Hi, it's Maria. I just was calling because I wanted to thank you so much for stopping by my station right now this morning and listening to this podcast has no limits episode that I just did. And I was going to call you separately anyway and let you know 
one of the segments in here. It's the foam roller one at the gym, Sheena. And I was talking about you in the uh, in the little segment there. And you and Patrick I was referencing. So I'm going to give Patrick a call right now too because it made me laugh. Because I'm like, Sheena, don't be afraid of the foam roller. <laughs> I noticed you're listening to the episode right now. So I don't want to interrupt you with a record with friends. But perhaps we could talk later. I just love you. You have such great energy, and I'm so excited to connect with you, by the way, on LinkedIn also. That'll be fun. So I'll talk to you later. I love you, Sheena. Have a great day. Well, I am the worst mom ever. So my mom's dog loves to run out of the house. Now, we've never had this problem with any of our dogs because they've been trained from a very young age not to do that. And even though we try to train Snow, which is my mom's dog, for some reason, she just wants to take off. And the problem with her is that she thinks it's a game. She thinks it's fun. And the reason I know this is because when I get close to her, she will start running. She goes real slow, so she makes me think that I can catch her. And I don't run after her because running after a dog is just going to make them run. So I just, you know, call her over quietly or kind of come on, you know, like that. And, um, she lets me get close enough to almost touch her and then takes off running. So that's how I know it's a game. And she thinks it's the funniest thing ever. And so I stopped, like, I just stopped caring. Like I was like, fine, you want to run out? I'm, I'm not coming after you anymore. Well, the last time she did it, I was like, all right, you ran off. Oh, well, I came back inside and I shut the door. And about 10 minutes later, I heard her howling outside. I opened the door. She runs in, right? She's all hot and scared and freaked out. So what do you do, right? So today, what ended up happening is I locked her up, but the uh, alarm went off. I guess I must have tripped it, like instead of going out enough time or something. Um, So the alarm was going off, and I had to go back inside and turn it off. Well, I guess that noise freaked her out and she figured out a way to pop open her cage or maybe I just didn't shut it good enough or something. And the noise freaked her out. So as soon as I opened the door, she was actually out of her cage. So guess what happened? She ran underneath my legs and just took off. Well, I am having to go pick up the girls. Now I'm late, mind you, which means I'm probably going to have to pay for aftercare, which really sucks. So... I'm sitting here freaking trying to get the dog in the car because she ran off and I'm in the car. So I open up the door and I'm like, come on, come on. And again, as soon as she hears my voice, she'll look at me and then take off and then go slow, look at me and take off. So I just left. I mean, I had to, what else am I supposed to do? Like she's not letting me get her right. And as soon as I get closer, she runs away. I don't know what to do with this dog. Like, I love this dog. It's my mom's dog. And my daughter, Kira, loves this dog. But she just will not stop running off. I don't understand it. None of our other dogs have ever done this. I even tried taking her for a walk the other day. Like, a long walk, thinking that that might help, you know? Because it's draining their energy. But it still doesn't help. Like, she just has this habit you know I need Caesar Milan (laughs) which is funny my husband used to be the doggy guru but um, he has completely given up on her I don't know if he just doesn't want to try because he says that I can't be trained I don't know but um, yeah I just don't get it she just wants to take off and the crazy thing is is she 
gets really scared. She doesn't want anybody coming near her or any dogs coming near her. So anytime anybody tries to like get her for me or whatever, she comes running back over like, oh my God. But yet she wants to run away from us. I don't understand it. I really don't get it. I'm really just confused. I'm at a loss at what exactly, why, why she feels like she has to run off. Anyway, I feel really bad right now. And I'm hoping and praying that she will be at the door because I really hate, I really would hate it if I just lost my mom's dog. But I didn't really have a choice. I had to leave. I mean, my girls are already late. I'm already late picking them up. Um, I didn't know what to do at that point. The crazy thing is that she was in sight, but anytime I got close to her, she would take off. And I had the baby in the car. I can't leave him in the car um, to run after this dog. So... I don't know what to do, you know, and one part of me is like, just let her go, Sheena. And the other part of me is like, no, she's your mom's dog. How could you do that? So I feel horrible right now. Like I feel like the worst mom and the worst pet owner in the world, because how could I just let the dog run away and just leave her? Like, I don't know. I'm just hoping she'll be home when we get there. I, like I said, she's come back before. I've just been like, whatever dog you want to run fine. And she's come back. So I'm hoping she'll be at the door. Um, you know, I doubt she'll let anybody grab her. So, all right, I'm in Carline. Oh, my heart is beating a thousand times a minute and I want to get back home because I'm really freaked out. Oh, why does this dog do this to me? Why? All right, so update on Snow. Snow White, my mom's dog. She was outside the neighbor actually was out there because apparently she was making a whole bunch of ruckus getting her dogs all riled up, but she stayed around our house and she said, the neighbor said that the whole time that I was gone, the dog was kind of staying around our house. So again, this is what I was talking about. Like it's totally a game, you know? And when, when we finally got home, you know, she came right over to my daughter and my daughter picked her up like nothing. And she was shaking and all scared because I left. But as long as she can see me, it's like, oh, it's a game. I can keep running. But as soon as she doesn't see me now, she she's, gets afraid and freaks out. So that's what happened the last time. You know, I don't know what to do because we live in a very busy street. We don't live out in the country where she can run. And my fear is that she's going to get hit by a car. And I don't think I could live with myself if that happened. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I would just be so devastated, so heartbroken. Um, so I think at this point, the only other option we have is to donate her to someone who has a yard, who has a fenced in yard that she can run around because we don't have that. You know, we live in a homeowners association. Sorry, that's my husband. And, um, we don't have the room, you know, to let her roam. And, um, as hard as that is because, you know, we do love her and she was my mom's dog. And my mom even told Kira, if anything ever happens to me, Kira, I want you to take snow. And so Kira feels responsible, but I don't know what to do at this point. You know, um, I've already spent like over $800 on this dog because she got, she ate something that she wasn't supposed to. And so I had to take her to the vet and get, stop it, Johnny. Johnny's texting me. Um, I had to get her stomach all, you know, drugged up or whatever to get whatever was in her stomach out. It was like some type of chemical that she ate. I don't even know. The doctor doesn't even know what she ate. Um, so, you know, still have this bill that we have to pay off for this dog. And 
it's crazy because we've had, we have three other dogs that are our dogs and we've never had to take them to the vet for any like major things. But the first month that we have Snow White, we have to take her to the vet and it was a $800 bill. So yeah, it's just really crazy. I don't know what to do. I feel horrible. I feel like a horrible mom. I feel like a horrible pet mom. Um, because you know, we have her sisters that she grew up with. I know she's going to be terrified, you know, to go with anyone else. Cause we're all she knows. I mean, even when my mom had her, she was over here three times a week. So she's very used to our house. She grew up here, but at this point she is going to get hit by a car and I can't run after her. I have a two year old, you know? And I just can't. Like, there's no option for me. Either I'm going to have to leave him in the house by himself unattended until I get her, which could take hours. Or I have to just let her run. And my only option is just to let her run. And she does always come back. But one day she may not. One day someone might take her. Or one day somebody might run her over. So, at this point, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. My oldest daughter is bawling her eyes out now because I had to tell her what happened. And, of course, you know... Snow was outside the door when we got home, thank goodness. But she's bawling her eyes out because she doesn't want me to get rid of her because my mom gave her to her. And I told her, I was like, well, then she's going to be locked up all day until you get home from school. Like, that's going to be her life. Like, she's going to be crated until you get home from school for three hours a night. Like, that's, that's it. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I feel horrible and I just don't know what to do at this point. Oh, let's end the night on a different note. (laughs) So as a kid, you know, we all had our fear of monsters on the bed or monsters in the closet, right? We always had something that we were afraid of. Okay. I don't know if I was really scared of like monsters, but I always kind of had this fear of the dark. Like, I don't know. I always felt like something would walk beside me or something in the dark, like ghosts or something. I don't know. So there was always that fear growing up, right? Well, now we live in a completely different age and I'm finding that my kids are afraid of things that never would have even crossed my mind back when I was a kid. So my younger daughter, Sasha, she's eight. She seriously has a fear of the computer talking to her. She's had nightmares about it. And it all started over at my mom's house because she used to spend like any time possible. If she had a break from school or if there was nothing she had to do, she'd be at my mom's house. My mom had a computer and my mom would let her play these games. Okay. And a lot of those kids games that they play, if you're not monitoring it, a lot of times things will pop up and the kids will click on them and it will be a virus, right? Well, that's what happened. So as she was playing, one of those things popped up and it said, warning, your computer has a virus. And it was like, you know, yelling kind of, and, um, you must download this program. And, and Sasha was terrified. She was like five or six at the time. So she was really little. Um, and she was crying and my mom came in there and my mom was like, what did you do? My mom doesn't know anything about computers. And so she's freaking out. And so she calls me and I tell her just, you know, restart the computer and, um, you know, ended up actually whatever she ended up downloading ended up actually like breaking the computer and um, she had to get it repaired but anyway 
So that was like always in the back of my daughter's mind, right? She's always like, oh my God, this thing broke the computer and now I couldn't play it. And my Nana was mad at me and, you know, so she has this fear. So anytime that she goes to play on computer games, when something pops up like that, um, she gets really scared and she comes and runs to me and she's like, mommy, I don't want to play on the computer anymore. Can you turn it off? Well, that happened today on her phone. So she was playing, um, Angela, which is like this talking cat. It's talking Tom's girlfriend. If you guys have ever seen the the talking cat on your phone, well, it's talking Tom's girlfriend. And apparently she must've clicked on something. And this thing came up that said, warning, there is a virus on your computer. Now it wasn't talking, but she can read so she could read it. And it was like flashing red and it was saying warning. And she's like, mommy, you know, and she's all scared. Well, it was, you know, I just took it off. Like I, I, you know, exit out. And then we restarted her phone and everything was fine. Well, now she can't sleep because she's really freaked out, right? She's, she's having these nightmares of the phone coming to life and talking to her or the computer coming on. And the nightmares that she used to have were that the computer would come on and just start talking to her and it would really scare her. Right? Well, these are things that I never would have had a fear of. Right. But these are like real legitimate fears nowadays, especially with things like Alexa and you know, you got the Google assistant on your phone or the Bitsby and all of these things that talk to you all the time, these computer devices, devices. And here's this eight year old thinking, Oh my God, this thing is like going to shut down the computer and it scares her. So these are like fears that I never had as a kid, you know, and my kids don't ever talk about monsters in the closet or under their bed. They talk about the computer talking, the computer coming on and talking. That's her nightmare. Isn't that crazy how times have changed and but it's a legit thing. I mean, I can understand why that would scare somebody. Um, but anyway, I just thought that was really weird. I wanted to end that tonight because my daughter, um, you know, was having a hard time sleeping and oh my gosh, my oldest daughter is amazing. Kira's 11 and Kira offered to let her sleep in her bed because she knew her sister was scared. And so she's like, come on, Sasha, you can come sleep with me. And so, um, you know, Sasha was all excited. Of course, because she gets to sleep in her sister's bed up top. So now they're cuddled up cozy together. But isn't that so strange? Like how the generations and the things that we were afraid of no longer are relevant and things that they're afraid of would have never been relevant in my time. You know, even though I grew up with a computer, like thinking about it turning on and yelling at me or coming to life and attacking me or something. I don't know. I never would have had any nightmares like that. It's so crazy. So I know that's a weird note to end the night on, but that was my reality <laughs> as my daughter couldn't sleep. Uh, she's having nightmares of the computer coming to life and her phone talking to her. So anyway, you guys, I guess it is what it is, right? Big brother. Maybe she knows more than we know. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great night. See you tomorrow.